From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. You can call us at 858 876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, it's time to look back and celebrate episode 200 of the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. And it's not just about us, but it's about you. Mm, You know, guys, it has been... It's hard for us to believe that we're even recording this show. Yeah. Um, that we are at episode 200. And, and I just want to start with this quote from Robert Frost. You're going to be very familiar with it, um, but it really sums up where we are, where we've been, and where we're going. And the quote is, Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all of the difference. I will tell you, 200 episodes ago, Tony and I... Um, sat down with our laptops and our podcast, you know, all the podcast equipment and a very loose script and, you know, put the headphones on and had the microphones in front of us and had no clue as to what we were doing. Many of you have listened to that first episode and, and I'm so thankful that you listened past the first episode um, because we, we look back on that and just, you know, sometimes we cringe over going, oh my gosh, we, I mean, it was so awkward Mm-hmm. For us, we I think we recorded I think we recorded that one probably two or three times, or parts of it, or tried to start it and fit. I mean, it was just. Gosh, I don't remember what we did on that one. I if, if there had don't. been a blooper show, a video camera, just watching us trying to get through that first show, mm-hmm. it, it would you know it'd be like America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> but here we are, four years later. 200 episodes. I mean, I tell the story all the time. You know, when I first meet people and they say, how did you get into podcasting? I'm like, I only gave Tony 10 episodes. In my mind, this wasn't going past 10 episodes. A- and then it did because you started sharing where you were in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when we first got our, got our first email from Alaska. Yes. And I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, somebody outside the continental United States knows we exist. Yeah. And then we started hearing from you around the world. You would take the time to write into us. You would put reviews in iTunes, and you still do. Mm-hmm. And this show today is, you know, we're going to share some hugs that we've received. We're going to kind of intersperse it with our own journey. Mm-hmm. But making that decision to take the road less traveled. And in this case, it was the decision to put our marriage out there. Yeah. To, and- Oh, sorry. And I'm I'm reading a book right now that's called Weird um, by Craig. Ugh, I can't remember his last name, but it's called Weird. And it's like getting outside of the norm of even Christianity. Weird because normal isn't working by Craig Groschel. I'll put, I'll put, you know, a link in the show notes. You can also go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash Amazon. It's a way that you can support one extraordinary marriage and us and what we do by just doing your normal shopping that you do at Amazon. So that's one extraordinary marriage.com slash Amazon. And so weird is like, you know, normal isn't working. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And that's where we were. Normal wasn't working. And honestly, four years ago, normal, what was out there on marriage wasn't working for me. I, I wasn't, I wasn't engaging with those folks that were talking about it. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, I felt that it was an older generation mm-hmm. and even though they had some really good stuff, I just didn't feel connected to it. So we came out and started talking about our lives, you know, being transparent. Most people, I mean, it's funny. We talk with, um, um, a pastor at our church and her husband and, you know, they would never talk about sex and love and commitment and romance and passion and spirituality and finances the way we do. Publicly. Publicly. Yeah. Yes, publicly. Especially the sexual part of it, mm-hmm. you know, because of the sacredness of it to them. And I totally get it. But at the same time, it's like back then we needed to get weird, mm-hmm. you know, because normal wasn't working. Right. It wasn't working. And we've seen that for many of you, it's helped. Mm-hmm. And and that's the cool thing. So, um, again, weird uh, because normal isn't working. I'll put that up. You guys can check it out. But I'm going to start with our first hug because, as Elisa said, and, and we've said even when we talked about Elisa going to um, Kenya about the reach that this podcast has had over the or over and around the world this is a first for us, this hug that came in. And honestly, when it came across and checked the email and where it came from, I was completely blown away. And so here, here this one goes. Dear Tony and Elisa, hi, I am a big fan of One Extraordinary Marriage. I have downloaded and listened carefully to every episode of your podcast. You guys have done a great job. I am a native Chinese. English is not my mother tongue, but is not a barrier at all for me to enjoy and listen to your wonderful programs because of your perfect pronunciation and broadcasting speed. It has been a habit for me to download and listen to your newly released podcast while I'm washing the dishes, cleaning the house, hanging up the clothes. Sometimes I do nothing but simply sit on the couch to listen to your fantastic programs. Let me make... A brief introduction Introduction of my family. My wife and I have been happily married for 14 years. I was born in 1973, same as me, <laughs> about five years older than my beautiful wife. We have a son, 18th grade, just like you. We enjoy every single day of our marriage. We cook together, shop together, take a walk every evening, every day. We attract lots of envious glimpses while walking on the streets hand in hand. Friends always ask us advice on how to keep marriage fresh. From my perspective, learning is very important. Everyone wants a happy marriage. About 80% of the Chinese people put family value as their first priority. Why? Because a harmony marriage is the biggest... Oops, sorry here. my Because the harmony marriage is the biggest gift for the kid, for your parents, for your friends, for the people around you. Nowadays, the divorce rate here is skyrocketing. It is reported about 30% of the marriages result in broken hearts. So listening to your podcast and to learn is crucial for a responsible man. My son works hard in school. He got good scores and took the 17th place among 1,065 students in the semi-term examination last month. It was a big surprise for our family. Both my wife and I studied hard and we didn't make such an achievement. We take it as a bonus for our happy marriage and positive attitude family value system. 
I'm glad to know Elisa will come to Kenya. I wish Elisa a pleasant and harvesting trip. One Extraordinary Marriage will meet the 200th episode next month. I strongly believe great success is waiting for you ahead. I wish nothing but the best for you. By the way, um, for answering your question, my Chinese name is Chi Yu. It might be a little bit difficult to pronounce. I will feel greatly honored to hear my name on your podcast. Of course, you can use my name anytime, anywhere if you want. Happy Thanksgiving. Yours ever, Chi Yu. So thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you to you for sharing that, for sharing that you understand the importance that a happy marriage has, not just on the two of you, but on your family, your friends, and the people around you. I mean, we talk so often about that ripple effect of a good marriage. And I love that you get envious looks. Yeah. That, you know, people are trying to figure out what your secret is. And, you know, the fact that you talk about learning. We shared a hug, uh, I think, last week where that listener had written in on iTunes that learning was key to their marriage being happy in its 17th year. Yeah, and I think just holding hands. Um, Mm -hmm. Elisa and I, over the Thanksgiving holiday, we were able to, um, it's it's usually our holiday to get rid of the kids. It's what it's come down to. And I love it, and I'm I'm all for it. I'm okay with it. Um, but typically, uh, either my brother and sister-in-law or my folks will take the kids for a couple nights or for three nights, just depending on how the weekend will work out. And in this one, um, my folks took the kids Thursday and Friday night. Elise and I did a little staycation. We found a, a beautiful hotel down in Coronado and it was just in a, a prime location, found it on Groupon, you know, last minute type deal. And, you know, one of the the fun things we did and and it's something that we really honed in on while we were on this trip was we love just parking the car and just walking and holding hands Mm -hmm. and no kidding. We got there Friday midday, Mm -hmm. parked the car, checked into our hotel, dropped our stuff. And again, because it was just in this perfect location in Coronado, we just started walking, you know, hand in hand, just walking along, talking, smiling, enjoying the beautiful SoCal sunshine, you know, the beach and the surfers and got to see this guy who made an amazing sandcastle, just absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's something that I truly enjoy just walking hand in hand with Elisa and not, you know, sometimes not even saying a word. So kudos to you guys. Thank you so much Mm -hmm. for, for sending that, in and um, being a loyal listener from China. Thank you. Yeah, that was, you know, we, we talk often about the map that we have um, and we love seeing our digital version turns blue when we get a listener in a country. And um, so it was very exciting to see China turn blue. Here's another one um, that we received this week. And uh, this is a really powerful story. Growing up, I always believed in staying completely abstinent until marriage. Some thought it was crazy, but the thought of it was always beautiful to me to have one spouse you would share those spiritual intimacies with. As I dated around, I eventually found the love of my life, and we agreed on staying abstinent until marriage. On our wedding night, I was so ecstatic to experience this moment with this man I loved more than anything. When we tried having intercourse for the first time, it didn't work. It was excruciating, and I assumed it was because I was too tight. After weeks and weeks of trying, it still didn't work. I would be completely relaxed. And as we would try, intercourse was just not possible. 
if I would have been able to have sex, even if it was painful, I would be so happy to do it simply for my husband's sake. After about five months of enduring this crazy roller coaster of not being able to have intercourse, I decided to go to my OBGYN. She diagnosed me with a condition called vulvodynia. The reason sex wasn't working was because my cervix was super inflamed, that it wasn't, it was super inflamed. It wasn't allowing any type of entrance. I tried everything from creams to pills and even some exercises many women recommended. It was only getting worse. It got to the point where I couldn't use tampons and a simple touch was absolutely excruciating. Hmm. I finally found a doctor in Salt Lake City, Utah that specialized in this type of stuff. He performed this procedure, very procedure on nearly 15 women per week to do what we call a vestibulectomy. After an appointment with him, he touched my area with a Q-tip and it brought some hardcore pain. He suggested surgery and so I scheduled an appointment. Going through this experience was one of the toughest experiences in my life. As an individual who is so heavily focused and dedicated to my marriage, it was so hard for me not to be able to please my husband through intercourse. That's when I found Tony and Elisa from One Extraordinary Marriage. I'd been listening to their marital podcast and loved their advice and knowledge. I looked up to their marriage and how much effort they put into it. I came across podcast number 171, When Sex Hurts. Mm -hmm. I bawled the whole way through it. I never thought anything even similar to my condition would be talked about because let's face it, it's embarrassing. Tony and Elisa helped me get through the hardest experience of my life. They taught me that though intercourse may not be possible, there are other ways to please your husband as well as show you love him. Sex isn't absolutely everything in a marriage. I messaged them, explaining to them my condition and what I'd been going through, and they were the sweetest people ever. They told me they would keep my name in their prayers throughout the surgery and healing process, and they did. They've been so supportive and truly know what it's like to have burdens and trials throughout marriage. As goes for the final result, I am completely healed. Amen. Though many doctors say they know what they're doing while performing a vestibulectomy. Oh, hold on a second. I just lost it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there aren't many that have a 90% success rate like this doc did. I have started a blog and haven't quite documented my whole entire journey yet, but I'm moving toward it. You can find my story at themarriedvirgin.blogspot.com. I encourage all those going through a similar situation to seek help and know two things. They are not alone and there is a cure. And um, this has been, we've been in contact um, with this listener for a while now. Mm -hmm. Because she did share, you know, 171 was, let's say, 30 weeks ago. Mm. So long time ago. Long time ago. And, you know, an amazing commitment on both her and her husband to find a solution. Yeah. To not find themselves permanently in a sexless marriage, frustrated and um, feeling hopeless. I mean, that was definitely, you can hear from her message how that was, you know, they were at that point because here she is, you know, a newlywed who can't have sex with her husband because it hurts too much. And, you know, what she says is you're not alone. I mean, that is the message that we pray each week to be able to share with each and every one of you listening that whatever you're going through, you're not alone. If you send us an email about an issue that you're having in your marriage, chances are someone else in the one community has experienced that in some way, shape, or form. I mean, folks, this podcast is heard around the world. There are people just like you who are experiencing 
painful intercourse who are experiencing, you know, like the first hug that we read, you know, this bliss marriage, people like that, you've got both ends of the spectrum here. They're just like you trying to make their marriages better. And so I'm so thankful that she was able to find a cure um, and that she at the married virgin blogspot.com is willing to share her story. Yeah. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if there are others of you who are, you know, dealing with this sort of situation in your own life, in your marriage, there is someone you can at least see what they've done, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because, you know, when sex hurts, that was for another couple who had written in and talked about that. Right. You know, it was for another couple completely. And it was a different set of circumstances in too. a completely set, different set of circumstances. So that's, that's how, um, these shows just happen to come about. It's, and I want to just put that out there for you guys. You know, if there's something that has been on your heart that you're going, man, they haven't talked about this yet or in this particular way, it's up to you to email us. Mm-hmm. Info at one extraordinary marriage.com, or you can go right to one extraordinary marriage.com and hit the contact us button, or you can call 858 876 5663. It's up to you to call in, write in, let us know what it is. Can't read your mind, just like in a marriage. You know, we don't have ESP. I can't read Elisa's mind all the time. She can't read mine, right? Can't read yours. So, if there is a specific situation, Mm-hmm. that you that you are dealing with there are others who are right so write it in and we will get to them we we do get to them we, we get a lot now and so sometimes when we start getting some that are very similar you, you've noticed that we're we're starting to grab those together mm-hmm. and, and and put them all in one umbrella because then we can talk about it from different angles and from different points of views and different um different couples right because you could be having the same issue, but it's just a little different. There's a little tweak here and here. So please send those in. We, we want those because it allows us to um, expose, you know, we, we're able to expose it and then we're able to, you know, talk about it a little bit more, you know, dig deeper into it. And some of them, as we you know roll out some new things in 2014, they're going to be coming. You know, the answers are going to be coming in different formats. Mm-hmm. It won't always be on the podcast. Yep. So uh, here's another one. And this was in response to um, a podcast that we'd done on pornography, the wife's uh, pornography's effect on a wife. Yes. And um, the impact pornography, the impact pornography has on your wife, on your wife. And so this writer wrote in this topic hit very close to home for me. In our nearly eight years of marriage, my husband has hurt me that many times. Emotional affairs, infidelity and pornography were his weapons of choice to nearly destroy our bond. The most recent incident occurred only two months ago with an ex-girlfriend of his, and I was beyond frustrated, hurt, and ready to give him his walking papers. I also felt stupid for not having done it already. I got married very young. He was actually my first serious relationship. In the past, I had taken him back and welcomed him with open arms because I was afraid of not having him in my life and more afraid that no one else would love me. Uh With time and the birth, growing up of our child, I became increasingly more aware that I could exist without him. The question was whether or not I wanted to. After this last pain, I was not sure if I wanted to. 
I found your podcast and listened to Warrior or Walkover. This was the sign that I did want to save our relationship, but I wasn't sure how. I was hurt to the core and didn't think I could forgive him for all of the pains. This podcast was something we both needed to hear and came just days after a fight with and about our son turned into yet another run run around of the skeletons in our closet or the dirt that was turning into our proverbial rug, turning our proverbial rug into a mountain. He listened to it before I did and made it clear that he understood my point of view better. He could provide me with everything else that I may want or need from our relationship, but none of those could bandage the wound like time. When I listened to it, I realized I needed to give him the grace that he so desperately wanted and quite frankly deserved in these past two months. We took off our masks during our fight, but we're both unsure of what the next steps to take were. He's trying, and now I need to try. Love is only a verb if both parties are active. That's an incredible insight there. You both seem to know exactly what we need and when we need it. I thank God I found your podcast because now I know that our marriage can work and will work because we both want to make it work. Thank you for all that you do, Mandy. Hmm. Yeah, that... Ooh, that episode was a long time coming and a good one Mm -hmm. because, man, pornography is always talked about from the perspective of the person who's looking at it. Mm -hmm. It really is. And and any of you can go out right now and, I mean, you can look up pornography addiction or this or that. And a lot of it is it's just about the person who is dealing with that. Now, if you're single... And you want to overcome a pornography addiction? Well, yeah, it's all about you. I mean, you have an issue that you're, you're, you're dealing with and you need to overcome it. In a marriage, though, there's another person. In our relationship, that other person was Elisa. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you may be a wife who's looking at pornography and your husband has now had to deal with that aftermath. And so that one has really touched a lot of people because it shows that other side of what happens with pornography. And that's something that has evolved, I think, for us over the years, um, that we are going to go out there and we're going to tackle those tough topics. We're going to talk about those things that no one else is. And you're going to get it from the perspective of a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been something that has strengthened our marriage in doing so because, you know, when you guys bring this stuff up or when it's something that's kind of been festering in our own marriage and we bring it to you and it's received, whether through comments in the Facebook community or through comments that you put up under a podcast, mm-hmm. um, right on oneextraordinarymarriage.com, you guys take all this information and just like, uh, you know, Mandy said in her message, love is only a verb if both parties are active. So she's been listening to all the times that we say love is a verb. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, bringing in that fact that both people have to be active and that it has to be a commitment that in spite of your challenges, Mm -hmm. because let's face it, folks, if you've been listening to the show um, for any length of time, you understand that Tony and I have our challenges just like the rest of you. Yeah. We do not come into this podcast every week with a perfect marriage. We share that with you. We get transparent with you to give you the hope that you can make it work. Right. So um, here's another one. And this is a shorter one. We, we had some long ones there at the beginning. And here's a short one. And, and um, some of you, you know, this, is, this was somebody that I had actually had just a, a quick email response with. And she had written 
because she had been faking orgasms for their entire married life. I think they'd been married about four years and knew that it was creating distance, recognized the fact that it was creating distance in their marriage. And she's like, you know, she writes me and she's like, I know this is getting to be a problem. Um, so good for acknowledging. And she was also very concerned though, about how do I, like, how do I take the mask off? How do I do this without, you know, having a devastating effect on our marriage. And I actually directed her to, he zig, she zags. I directed her to having a state of our marriage conversation. Cause I said, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just, you know, kind of pull the rug out from underneath them and be like, surprise. Um, I've been faking it all this time. Right. And not expect there to be some kind of repercussions there. And so this was her response to that. She said, Elisa, I just had to reply. My husband and I had our conversation last night about me faking it and it went well. God is just so amazing and met us right where we were last night. Thanks to you and your testimony and encouragement, we will now be bringing our marriage to the next level. Thanks again for all you do. You know, and I love the fact that she took, like so many of you do, you take the resources that are available. You take hearing about a state of our marriage conversation. You take, you know, strip down the seven days of sex challenge. He zigs, she zags. And you put those to use in your marriage. You pick up love always, the ultimate marriage blueprint, because you're like, you know what? I want to I wanna put a plan in action mm-hmm. for my marriage. I mean, you guys, we see the results. A- and the reason we put these different things out there is because this is what we've used. You know, the state of our marriage conversation, that came from stuff that we had to do. Right. Uh, getting our communication on the same path, 77 questions to get the conversation started. Those were all things that Tony and I had to do and still do in our marriage. You know, the ultimate marriage blueprint, love always, that came about because those were the steps that we took mm-hmm. to get our marriage back on track. And we still use those steps. Yeah, and for for those of you who are hearing this for the first time, I don't think we've mentioned love always, but this is the ultimate marriage blueprint. It's what we've been doing for the last four years on this podcast and on this show. You know, there are six sessions in there that are going to help you walk through those different issues that you are facing in your marriage and put them into action. And so it's really going to show you how to exactly have that extraordinary marriage that you want to deepen your intimacy, build a stronger bond with your spouse and give you the step-by-step instruction on how to make it happen. So that is what love always is all about. You can go to one slash love always and you'll find it. Um, it's really exciting for us because after four years of doing this podcast, there are definitely certain things that we have learned. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And we, we pull it all together in love always so that you don't have to listen to 200 episodes to try to get it all together. Mm-hmm. But through the ultimate marriage blueprint, love always there, you're able to, work through it at your own pace mm-hmm. and and apply it, which is the big thing that we've always talked about in this podcast is that action. And that's that last session we talk about a lot is got to take action. Well, and that's what, that's what this gal did here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You know, I said, okay, you need to schedule this. And then, you know, two days later, which is about the time frame for a state of our marriage conversation, you want to schedule it out two to three days. So everybody's got time to think about it. She writes me back and says, here's what I did. Mm-hmm. I took action. And we survived that conversation. Yeah, it's um, awesome. 
so here's another one. And uh, this one's just cute. All you moms can relate to this. And um, she says, my favorite pastime when I'm up nursing the baby in the wee hours of the morning, listening to your podcast. We are trying to work out how to divide up the week and in- initiate lovemaking. It's not as easy as I'd hoped. It would be tough with kids and a work schedule, but we're not giving up. I'm encouraged by your honest and straightforward stories. Thank you for your podcast. Hmm. And what I love about this, and you know, that's why I was joking, because you know, all you moms, I wish I'd had podcasts um, back in the day when I was nursing my children in the middle of the night, especially the one that just didn't ever want to stop eating. Um, yeah, I love that that's the beauty of the podcast. You guys share with us that we go on your runs with you. We go on road trips. We go, you know, we're with you when you are mowing the lawn or like the first hug that we read this morning, washing the dishes, sitting on the couch. You've allowed us over the last four years to become a part of your lives. And we take it in all seriousness when we say that you're part of the one family. You invite us in. I've heard from so many people when I call them up and we're doing a coaching call, you know, our, our first coaching call, and, and they have this like, oh my gosh, it's really Elisa because you, know, you guys know us a lot better than I know you uh, when I'm doing the coaching calls. But there is that sense of your family. Mm-hmm. We see it in those of you that comment on the Facebook page. I mean, some of you, some of you are on there every day engaging with us. And we know, we see it when you know, all of a sudden an email comes through and we're like, hey, you know, somebody's giving us an update on what's going on in their marriage. Right. You guys are an extension of our family. It's what we, it's what we didn't even realize we were creating four years ago. Right. When we took that path that was less traveled, when we said, we're going to do this, we're going to put our marriage out there. We're going to say, you know what? We're taking the, we're taking the masks off. We're going to share not just the good, but the bad and sometimes the ugly. We're going to rip those band-aids off. We're going to let everybody in. And you guys, you know, we end every episode with love you guys. And I want you to know that we feel the love Hmm. from each and every one of you. We hear it when something goes on with us and we, you know, do a little post on Facebook and you guys instantly lift us up in prayer. We know how important you are to us. And it's been our privilege over the years um, to hear from you and how we've impacted your lives and how we've gone through the seasons of marriage and seasons of the year with each one of you. And we actually have a voicemail right now from a caller who, um, a listener who's been with us for quite some time now. And uh, she sheds a little light on that. Yep. So here we go. Hi, Tony and Elisa. This is for your 200th episode. This is Tammy. You can use my name. Um, from Salt Lake City. Your walking friend who um, kept in contact with you. And I just was around the world episode. I'm always kind. But um, I wanted to call before Elisa was on her trip and before your 200th episode. And just really quickly, just wanted to say... I'm at it again, and I've been at it the whole time. Um, But this morning, it's four degrees in Salt Lake. Ouch. And there's literally a foot of snow on the sidewalk. Ouch. I'm still walking. I'm walking my two hours to work. What a trooper. I wanted to say that because when I listened to the episode and I thought about the impact that you've had 
on our life, one of them has just changed. And it's been changed through seasons. And, you know, the whole going through seasons in marriage and, you know, you walked with me during the summer and you've walked with me during the winter too. And I just really appreciate knowing that you guys are there, having that accountability. To and her, <laughs> her, her phone dropped her. So here's the second part of that call. Tammy, Elisa, this is Tammy again. Sorry, I got cut off. I think uh, the walking signal isn't so great, so I'll email you later too. But um, again, I have 200 episodes, and I just wanted to tell you thank you. You have impacted change into my life. You have helped with um, the seasons that I'm going through and walking alongside me, and you know that literally. I love you guys. I'm praying for you, Elisa. Congratulations on doing this mission trip. You know, with all of my walking and the missions um, that I've I've done through my walking, that I have a heart for missions too. And I just am so grateful and thankful that you're willing to step out. Mm, you know, you. God said who will go, and you said send me, Lord. And I'm just so proud of you, and we'll be praying for you and uh, Tony and the kids and. I just love you guys, and we'll talk soon. I will email you in case this doesn't come through. I just don't know how my signal is while I'm walking. Mm. Talk to you soon. Bye. Mm. Thank you. That one. Um, Thank you. Tammy has shared with us her journeys, literally on foot, as she has transformed her life and committed to her marriage and committed to her health over really over this last year. Mm -hmm. Um, she has, she's an example for all of us about what happens when you commit to making a change in yourself. And, uh, we just so appreciate her calling in for this. For our last one, we have an email from somebody who emailed us on the hundredth episode. So we're talking, you know, over two years ago now. He wrote in then, and he wrote in again for the 200th. So we're very thankful for Chuck for doing this. And this is his email to you and to us. Hello, Tony and Elisa. When I heard you say that you were preparing for your 200th podcast, I felt that I should email you and let you know that my wife and I are still around. I'm a couple of years older, 64 now. Arthritis is a bit worse. Wife has developed a shoulder problem that has limited our bedroom options, but we still find a way to keep love and intimacy alive. I want to encourage you and your listeners to spend time learning what pleases and satisfies your spouse. As you know, three years ago, wife and I turned our marriage around through communication and intimacy. That one act, that come to Jesus conversation that helped to clear the air and helped us to see that we still desire each other was a starting point. And it's important to understand that that is just what it was, a starting point. Yes, we went from sexless to yowza in short order, but that's not the end of it. We continue to go to bed together, spend time in intimacy, even with our physical limitations, etc. But we continue to learn what pleases and, um, um, well, pleases each other. But along with the what comes the why, if we are astute enough to become a student of our spouse. I have two examples to illustrate this. First, I have always, 
always operate under the dictum, ladies first. Her orgasm was preeminent in my lovemaking. However, in talking and in practice over the past few months, I have learned from her that every encounter doesn't need to include her O. In fact, I've learned that she even prefers to wait a week between O's. The reason is that it builds up tension, anticipation, and pleasure for her, making them much more intense and pleasurable when they do occur. Now, mind you, on that one night of the week when it is her time, the best thing I can do is find a foxhole and dive for cover, as there may be anywhere from two to five explosions, and I don't want to get killed by sharp, sharp, no. shrapnel. Shrapnel. <laughs> so while I enjoy bringing my wife pleasure, I would love to do it several times a week. We don't, as we have learned that approaching it differently gives her more pleasure. Will this change? Who knows? Maybe it will, but that will be up to me to observe, learn, and ask about. Mm. A second thing that we've learned is that my talking to her in bed is sexually stimulating. Now, I'm not talking about sweet nothing or dirty talk. No, I'm talking about talking. I'm referring to just talking. One night, we went to bed, and my hand was wandering south and start and started lazily caressing and stroking the pearl. When wife said, I have a question. Yesterday, I listened to another blogger podcast mentioned roommates. How can a husband and wife be just roommates? I stopped our makeout time, but absent-mindedly kept twiddling while talking. I talked about how I was reading and hearing about marriages in which celibacy was imposed by one spouse on the other because they didn't want to have sex anymore. I also mentioned how some spouses view a good cuddle as great sex, saying, no more, thanks, I'm full. All this time, remember, I was absent-mindedly stroking. I had talked for about 10 minutes when I noticed something. Wife was getting aroused and getting close. All my absent-minded twiddling while talking during our conversation had led to something. I said, I think you're getting excited. To which she said, I know I am. It wasn't long before she enjoyed her O and a luxurious climb down. I asked her afterwards how in the world she could get excited and turned on during a conversation. She said that sometimes, although we have a great marriage bed, she has to fight the feeling that she is a collection of body parts. And that conversation was a sharing of intellect that I was talking to her as a whole person, not a collection of sex parts. I was surprised, needless to say, because I know that when I am discussing things, ain't nothing going to happen. Not no way, not no how. We learned something that night, that for my wife, talking itself can be foreplay. In further discussions, she has elaborated on this, and we have learned that my voice can be a sexual stimulant for her. I think we've discovered... Oral. Oral sex so like oh, auditory auditory okay so tony and lisa as you come up on your 200th episode be encouraged that there is still a journey to be taken even when you've been married as long as we have there's more to learn about each other there's more to enjoy with each other congratulations on your 200th in christ chuck wow okay so for all of you that um you know picked up something new from chuck there in his message you can try oral sex. Um, it puts a whole new spin on that play on words. And I just, I think it's fabulous. Um, for those of you that have been around for a long time or have listened to that hundredth episode, um, if you haven't go back and listen to it, mm -hmm. we shared Chuck's story in there. And, you know, like he said, they went from sexless to yowza and that was a couple of years ago. And how amazing that they, they didn't stop. It wasn't a one-time thing. 
They are continuously learning. You know, I love that Chuck said it was something in there about how, you know, things may change over time, but it's up to him to observe, learn, and ask about. Mm-hmm. And I hope you heard at the beginning, he's 64 years old. Okay, so for all of those of you that think that at some point in time, sex is going to stop, remember Chuck and his wife. It's not stopping. And in fact, they are constant, not constantly anymore, but there was a period of time when we were getting regular emails from them that they were having more sex than we are. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to stop. There's no magic book that says, okay, on your, you know, 57th birthday, you know, your love life is over. It doesn't. It's a continuous process. And Chuck, thank you so much for being part, not just of the first um, big anniversary episode, the 100th, but also the 200th. We're, um, we're just so excited to hear from you and to know what's going on in your life. Yep. Thank you very much. All of you for, you know, sending in your emails. Mm-hmm. for sharing your lives and how this show, the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, has impacted you. You guys are. You are family. It's truly been an amazing ride that we've been on for four years. And gosh, we've been blessed by you. We're honored. We're humbled each and every day when we are able to touch a life, touch a marriage, impact a family, a community. And we just want to thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, really from the bottom of our hearts, we just want to thank you to get to 200 episodes for four years of doing this would not have been possible without you. And with that, I want to give you guys a big, we love you guys. Mm -hmm. We do. We love you. We hope that the years to come, we get to meet each other. We get to interact more. We get to do more stuff because that's where each of us can grow, learn, and have an impact on ourselves and and on our marriage. So thank you. You guys have a fantastic, fantastic week. We are headed into this holiday season. Elisa's going to be gone in Kenya. We got all sorts of fun stuff. And so when the new year hits, we'll come back running and um, we'll just take it from there. So let's go. Let's have fun. Enjoy your spouse. Interact in all six forms of intimacy. Get out there. And um, we love you. Have a great day.